Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zachar Scott coming to you live from North Carolina. And today we want to look at our Bible reading plan and, and some of the things that we find there of appealing to unity in, the, in this day and age where the country and even more so specifically the church uh, seem to be in a disjointed state and remind ourselves of what scripture says for us as the body of Christ uh, more importantly and, and build on that as we, we go through and look at things in the news and pray about things in the news. But first, again, a little housekeeping. Um, for some reason, YouTube has decided now to just start um, going back and reviewing some of our videos, not just on our main um, church YouTube page, but now on our Pipeline YouTube page, and they've decided to censor us. Uh, so with the caveat is, don't know what they're going to do, don't know what Facebook's going to do moving forward, but we do know this. As long as Rumble is up and running, we will be on Rumble, um, and for those who watch on Facebook for the chat purposes, there is a chat there on Rumble as well, uh, so we we were always going to go to Rumble, um, and if God forbid anything happened on Rumble, which it doesn't look like it will, we have our app, and we'll look at ways of getting this on there. Um, as of right now, we, we don't put this on video on there, but we do the podcast. So a little bit of house, housekeeping there. Um, and again, reminders, I'm going to finish out this week and then take a break for the rest of the year and January, most likely, maybe even some in February, depending on when my second son is born. So um, with that, let's go ahead and dive into the word here first and foremost. So we see here in 1 Corinthians 1 verse Four through seven. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which is given you in Christ Jesus. And this is Apostle Paul talking to the church in Corinth that in everything you are enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you, so that you are not lacking in any gift, awaiting eagerly the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and he goes on, and the reason that this is important and, and talking about this unity is that he goes on to talk about, and we see this here in the church even today with the different denominations and things of people talking about, of I am I am of Apollos, I am of Paul, I am of Cephas, and I of Christ. Um, and he's saying, has Christ been divided? And in reality, is this, look, we, we all may have different gifts, uh, spiritual gifts, different different positions or, or roles we play within the body of Christ. You know, the heart, the head, the eyes, the toes, etc. Um, and if you ever grew up in the church, this was a big thing talked about. Uh, but reality is, is are we walking this out? And we can look at the church and then look at the nation as the nation is a representation of what the church looks like. And see that when we look at the racism and everything and the divide, cultural divides, political divides, whatever they may be. Yes, we have differences. 
but the fact that we've let these chasms become so big and divide us even more so um, is more so on the church and something we just we want to repent of and, and call for the church to grow into unity. And, and with the shaking that's going on is is worse. we're going to see, and we are seeing it, a falling away of those things that are not of the Lord really die as they they are not in representation and in alignment fully with the Lord. And it's not to say that, you know, one denomination is better than the other, but it's that we all have our parts to play. We all have some strengths that I think are needed, and in, when you look at them as an individual, they're, they're lacking, but it's, it's the unity that comes together that we are hoping can build the body of Christ. Um, and not to say that there only needs to be one church in the entire country. No, it, there can be different bodies of believers for a, different portions of the country, just as each nation has a different gift um, and gifts within them. Um, that they can bring and, and present to the world is, is churches as well. And so we want to um, remind ourselves of that and understand that the beauty in, in who God created us as individuals is unique and different and diverse. Um, and a healthy diversity is hopefully something we can start representing and showing the world so that they can see how to operate and walk with people who may be a little bit different than us, who have different gifts, etc., and stuff like that. Heck, even skin color. Um, is if we in the church are not being the representation of that, how can we expect the world to walk in that alignment as well? So we want to pray for that um, over the coming months, leading into the holiday season and the new year as this continued shaking continues to arise. Now, in the news, we want to pay attention to what's going on in Israel, give some updates there. There was reports over the last couple of days out of Israel trying to, I guess, give some details about what's going on in the negotiations with Netanyahu and the coalition. And again, I've talked about this before. It's quite interesting to see that what is actually happening um on the forefront in these negotiations is being kept extremely silent. And that's very rare to see. But I think shows of the people who are involved in this, they want to work on this without public interference. And the things that are being leaked are old news and things that are not really hindering, helping, hurting in any way the negotiations. And so there was recent news that came out, a partial leak of some of the details that the ultra-Orthodox portion of this coalition wanted and that Likud supposedly agreed to. But um, it came out that these were just demands. They weren't things that Netanyahu and his Likud party had given into, um, and some of them being around um, power structures, uh, being literal power electronic structures being used on Sabbath and generating um electricity though the deal there seems to be a deal on that and it's kind of old news that that's kind of dealt with and reminder the reason i want to talk about this is because the deadline is december 21st next wednesday that they have to reach an, a, a full-term agreement and hopefully they are uh, the good thing is that it's being kept silent that's that's good news um that you're not hearing much about it now in other news and the reason why this is so important for this coalition and and the leaders that are going to be put in positions to defend Israel so important is because over the last several months, you've seen Israel go out and attack 
um, and to more so defend itself in preparation for Iran moving weapons along Syria and Iraq into Syria and Lebanon. Um, and this this story is a confirmation of a Wall Street Journal report that the one of the IDF chiefs confirmed that Israel was involved with uh, taking out an arms convoy that supposedly uh, Syria and Iraq were saying were just basically consumer goods, and in reality there were actually weapons involved. That has been confirmed that there were weapons involved, and Israel is confirming that they are being involved in that months later. Now what this tells us, and why this is important, is remember last week we talked about the story and the news breaking that Iran is using consumer jetliners to fly weapons, people into Beirut, Lebanon from Tehran, which gets them closer to Israel, uh, potential attacks for Hezbollah and strengthening Hezbollah in those regions, as is this move with trying to strengthen Hezbollah in um, Syria and other allies there. So we're seeing these interesting moves being made by um, Israel to protect themselves. And, and the reason these negotiations are important is because Netanyahu will do similar things, um, but then also will have more of a, of a heavy hand of making sure those within Israel are um, protected and, and making sure that there is peace in Jerusalem. And so that's what we ultimately want to pray for there in this situation and moving forward and standing and praying with those who are in the land of Israel um, as those who, who bless Israel shall be blessed and those who curse Israel shall be cursed. Um, and then on the for those not in the shreveport Bossier region, um, yesterday, there was a tornado that ran through um, surrounding Caddo Parish, um, where uh, our home church is, Christian Center, and um, seems to not be as bad as expected, but there was some uh, unfortunate damage to some people's homes. There's a few people missing. A child and a mother were found dead. Unfortunately, last night, as teams have worked uh, around the clock, so we just want to lift um, this community up in prayer as we're our people in Louisiana are are communicating, trying to make sure everybody's okay, and then help out wherever we can. Um, so we're we're praying for those people there, and this happens unfortunately occasionally um, in this region, as it's really the the southern tip of the tornado alley. Uh, um, most times, you know, going up Oklahoma and Kansas and upwards in there, so. Uh, some things to be praying for um, and remembering in um, the hours and days ahead as we get towards the holiday season. As it is is getting colder there, not as cold as more so in the Northeast, but it is getting somewhat cold there. Okay. Moving on, we have um, an update out of the Cary Lake and other investigations or, or more so court cases involving the Arizona election. There was a judge who yesterday called for, um, you could call it emergency hearings, but a hearings where Carrie Lake, Katie Hobbs, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors officials, and others to appear on court yesterday and saying that the court has reviewed um, Lake's verified statements on election contests and said that the matter would be set on an accelerated 
basis. And what is now coming out is the argument that Lake is making is actually a good argument. But what she's asking for, it doesn't look like there's precedence for. It doesn't mean that the the court couldn't set precedence in this case with um, the thing she's asking for, which is to be declared the winner by the court or to have a new vote in Maricopa County. And what she alleges is that, look, there's commingling of ballots that should have been thrown out or some that they were not deemed to be eligible but then were later found to be eligible and then somehow um, these ballots that quote-unquote just showed up um, showing some problems with the drop boxes and the whole system if this is true that's a legitimate case now the reaction um, from that is obviously Hobbs is saying well there's nothing going on there goes in Maricopa County nothing nothing nefarious went on Um, these are normal things to happen remember pipe bursting um at the time of when ballots are being counted, uh, is just happens to be so random. And these ballots that just get dropped off in the middle of the night are just so random. We didn't know about this. Oh, we found these in a, in a, in a janitor's closet at a school. Uh, I'm being nefarious um, in that as some of these things have happened throughout all the country from Atlanta to Pennsylvania to Florida um, as well. So we're seeing all this come out. And... There's also not only the Lake case, there's the Abe Hamedi case, the Republican running for attorney general in Arizona, and the Mark Finchman uh, running for secretary of state, who have other lawsuits that are similar that are basically the the ask from the Abe Hamedi case for Arizona AG is probably the best ask in my opinion. Um, now the issue is is do they actually have stand do they actually have the argument laid out and can lay it out before the court? to ask that really a recount be done um, and determining what happens to the ballots. That's the argument. What happens to these ballots? If in the Maricopa County case that Lake's stating is, is there too much of a commingling of these ballots that should have been thrown out or came in late that should have never been counted? Um, Were the ballots that were said to be no good thrown out, done away with? Like what, what happened to this? Um, does that then incite a, a a recount? But then also the case is, what about, and I'm adding this, is what about, did this go on in other areas around the country? And, and, and more so Arizona, specifically, if you're going to argue this case. Uh, and I think the ask on this from Lake's campaign um, is a bit ambitious, does, are they doing that to hopefully, okay, you ask for the moon and then you know what you really want um, is basically a recount or something um, to actually be able to look at the ballots, et cetera, challenge that? I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day is, is I think with everything going on, we're seeing the reality of the universal mail-in balloting, drop-ins, um, all this stuff of, of being able to accept ballots after the fact. Um, being a problem, and, and that's something that needs to be dealt with. Whether this case goes forward and, and Lake wins or Hobbs wins, I think is is muted because the laws have changed, and we're going to see these type of elections continue to go forward until we get back to the foundations that this country has. Um, so something we'll be paying attention to, and, and reality is the reason it's hard to sit here and say that to ask the court to declare a winner is because you want the election process to play out. You don't want the courts to interfere because what if what if it were flipped? You know, what aboutism? What if this were flipped? Um, and 
there was no evidence or or whatever the case may be, and this were Hobbs asking the court to do this. Would Republicans um, in this instance be outraged at this? Yes, most likely. Um, so you would hopefully ask that the court allow or force a recount to happen, look at every single ballot um, to determine what happened, and then let the results of the ballots that are there show who was the winner rather than just saying, oh, the court can decide. That's unfortunately not how that works legally, but... That is what is being asked right now. And then in some news we are aware of, uh, the White House and more so Biden signed into legislation uh, the Disrespect for Marriage Act after it had been confirmed by the Senate on a 61-38 vote. And so that is now um, enshrined in, in, into American law. And overturning uh, the Defense of Marriage Act, which Bill Clinton signed when he was president, stating that marriage is between one man and one woman. And so we're now entering into interesting times here in the United States, to say the least. Okay, and a bit of rundown on um, the spending bill uh, updates that are coming forward. So it is being declared by negotiators that a tentative deal has been reached on a 1.65 trillion dollar omnibus spending bill we haven't been getting numbers um, but now we finally have um, again we're 31 32 trillion dollars um, in debt overall within the united states and now the administration is asking for an additional 1.65 trillion dollars in spending moving forward uh, the number now of the gap was it was being reported as 25 million it is now 20 being reported as 26 million in the four negotiators uh, or more so the the several negotiators who are involved in this in both the house and senate committees um, have a somewhat agreed tentatively to a deal what is interesting now is that as mccarthy has come out and said it would be in the best interest of the new congress to go ahead and um, sign an omnibus spending bill he is now coming out in a letter to um, members of his conference the republicans stating that he is a hell no on the omnibus spending bill quite an interesting shift as the house freedom caucus is showing challenges to his leadership come january there was the initial vote that Yes, McCarthy could possibly get leadership, but now that things are changing, um, the whole spiel about, well, I got you elected and I got you all this fundraising and all this stuff um, is kind of going mum and the growing pushback against his style of leadership and just giving in to what the Democrats want is showing to be losing its hold. Whether he will continue to grasp it moving forward by doing this We'll see if that comes out. Um, but Steve Scalise sent out a letter as well uh, stating that uh, that people need to – urging his side to vote against the one-week CR, arguing that, that this shouldn't – we shouldn't help set the table for an omnibus spending bill next week. That's a positive uh, somewhat there because in reality you want – because this Congress didn't do it beforehand – you would want the new Congress 
a new Senate to be able to to negotiate something moving forward. And so what we're seeing is a political play play out as it has before of Democrats waiting to the last minute, even though they could have done it before very easily to push back and make Demo- Republicans seem like the evil people for being somewhat responsible, um, but then also not giving in to the Democrats' demands on this of more non-defense discretionary spending, uh, non-discretionary spending. So we're, we're seeing this play out. We want to continue to pray for our leaders in this situation. Um, and then also highlight some updates on Chris Reed's, the play out of what Chris Reed uh, prophetic saw on the Hunter Biden issue and the House investigations coming toward the White House. So there's actually a decent report from the Washington Examiner, Examiner talking about the coming war over Hunter Biden. Um, and it, it outlines the specifics of the updates on where we're at of how now the Biden family is hiring people to go after and trying to intimidate those who would speak out against um, the Biden family, more so Hunter Biden's business partner and the um, gentleman who had the computer repair store who looked at and reported all this stuff to the FBI uh, and others who know full and well what's on the laptop. And so we're seeing this play out. And with these investigations coming forward, if they're going to go after this, they're going to go after Biden, um, and more so they're going to have to look at Joe Biden's involvement in this. Will it ultimately bear fruit legally? Most likely not. This is a case of the court of public opinion is you want this stuff to come out since it was silenced on Twitter and with what's going on at Twitter is quite interesting where we've seen how Twitter, the FBI, um, silenced this story. That's again, a double confirmation, not only prophetically, but also of, um, what was known years ago. And, and, but the reason we want to be aware of this is understand that with these investigations, we're seeing where the Biden administration is showing its weaknesses and more so with the president himself and a a diminished mental state and moving forward if these investigations and what chris reed's prophetic word talked about this possibly adding on to stress for the president himself is we want to pray for those around the president we've been we've had warnings uh, of how they take advantage of him but then also if he, let's say Chris Reed's word plays out, Biden is removed, somehow Kamala gets in, she'll most likely kick out Biden's inner circle, put her own inner circle in, and then more people are going to have to step up. So people like uh, uh, Anthony Blinken are going to be, his voice is going to be needed. Is he perfect? No, but he does have somewhat a voice of reason on international matters. Um, whether Biden stays in an office or Kamala gets in, he, there needs to be a, sound, a voice of reason within the White House. And this is where we want to pray for, for during possibly this transition that the spirit of the, the fear of the Lord, Holy Spirit, come in to this White House for these leaders uh, during this time, possibly of transition and investigations on this administration, um, and pray for, if not for this administration, for the next, that there would be leaders who have the voice to stand up and to secure um, the 
security of this nation, national defenses, as we're seeing with the whole vaccine mandate issue play out, a, a loss of morale within people, and, and understand that we're we're realizing how this is playing out, and, and, and hopefully people can be awakened to the reality of these situations and start to understand the importance of voting, the importance of being involved, and the importance of actually waiting and investigating than hearing just what the mainstream news media says. Listening to the Lord, the church coming together in unity, using their different gifts, the administration, prophecy, etc. Um, to work together, to, to come to united front. Hopefully the nation can follow through on that. And then somewhat of an interesting story, I'm going to close on this, is that now lawmakers have introduced a bill to block TikTok in the United States um, that being spearheaded by uh, Republican Senator Marco Rubio along with uh, Republican Representative Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin and Democratic Representative Raja Krishnamurthy of Illinois um, in the House to kind of go hand in hand there. And let's not forget that when President Bi uh, Trump was in office, he had an executive order banning TikTok for the very thing that they're trying to pass bills for. Um, so I'm just, there is wisdom in a lot of the things Trump did and because Orange Man bad, they tried to reverse it. And so now we're seeing these things play out. And it's good to see a Democrat join on, in on this to show that it's not just um, Republican um, only led as there are some Democrats who are saying, hey, Trump might have actually been right on this, um, as well as a host of other things. So as we're, we're focused, looking at 2026, we're, we're understanding that, that that timeline has been given to us by the Lord of a potential increase of um, China taking over as the number one nation, world power in the world, uh, something we need to pay attention to and be aware of. So with that, blessings. Um, to you all today, let's continue to pray and appeal for the unity of the body of Christ, uh, to be a representative for our leaders in this nation, community leaders, family leaders, whoever it may be, to come together. Because as we, we see the church be in the position that it's in, and we wonder why this nation and the world is in the position it's in, is it's all about how strong, more so, uh, how lacking of a light, unfortunately, the church has been. And we just want to pray um, during this holiday season that, that the church can be used as a uniting force to come together, different denominations, different giftings, to stand together and not only spread the gospel of the kingdom, but to be a representative and ambassador for the kingdom as well. So blessings to each and every one of you. Um, and we'll, we'll have our noon prayer today continuing on this week and then most likely taking a break next week as well the holidays so blessings and i'll see you guys later have a good one